You are now listening to Mike's Opinion. Logic Unleashed. That's right. Logic Unleashed. That's where you at. You are now listening to the Mike's Opinion Podcast. I am Mike and welcome. Welcome to the show. I am glad you are here. Yes, I am. To all the people that are listening worldwide, I truly, truly do thank you so very much to my people in the UK, in the Netherlands, out in Australia. How you doing, mate? Huh? That's my best Australian. Canada, what's up? My neighbors to the north. Cuba, Cuba, what's up? And just talk about Cuba. We sorry to hear about that hotel explosion. Uh, my thoughts and prayers are with you. I know that sounds cliche, but that's true. All my people out in Germany. Hello, hello, bonjour to all my people out in France, Brazil. Aruba, Switzerland, Costa Rica. You listening out in Costa Rica, Denmark, Israel. Yo, I would have never thought people would be tuning in. You don't tune in these days, really, do you? No, you don't. You just tap, tap, click, whatever. But to my people out in Israel, thank you for listening. Norway, Norway. What's up? To the Russians that are listening. Yo, I don't know what, yo, I just think to myself when I look at my analytics, like the world is listening, right? When I always, when I see Russia lately, I'm like, yo, I wonder if any Russian soldiers that's invading Ukraine are listening. If you are, get out of there. Get on out of there. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. War. What is it good for? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yes. South Africa, thank you for listening all around the world to all the people that are listening. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And if you haven't yet, like, share, subscribe, follow, comment, share the show, support the show any way you can. If you can't financially, check in the show notes and also all the socials. Like I said, like, share, comment, follow, do all of those things. I would greatly appreciate it. And then there's always the fascinating statistic, unknown, like unknown people are listening in from unknown places, places the analytics can't catch. Are there aliens listening to the Much Opinion podcast? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's possible. But as you know, I always want to know, how are you doing? I hope you're doing good out there today. And my voice finds you in good spirits. As you can see from the title, this is an update episode. We're going to go ahead and do an update episode. It's been a minute. One of the more popularly requested shows update because I touch on a variety of things. So um, I get it and I understand it. And let's go ahead and uh, jump right in. Uh, I'm going to start with something positive. I try to mix in because, you know, Woo, the negative is out there. I will touch on some real serious things and some negative things, unfortunately. But I couldn't do a real update 
you know, and if you don't know the update episode are things that, you know, I like to talk about. I like to discuss some of them light and funny or, you know, not so serious. And some things are very serious, but these are things that I feel are important to discuss and that um, catch my attention. And a lot of them are national stories, worldwide stories. The first thing, like I said, I want to start on a good note, and maybe some people might not find this as such a good note, but I wanted to talk about Kendrick Lamar dropping a new album. Is it an album? You know, people don't really buy vinyl. Like back in my day, and I just sound so old when I say that, but I'm getting older. Got a birthday this month coming up very soon. So if you want to wish me a happy birthday, feel free to do so. It's coming up in the next few days. I feel old when I say that, but I remember going to the store, the record store, every Saturday with my moms, and, yo, we would go get records, 45s and 33, you know, like the albums, the full albums. I remember, like, getting deeply immersed in the cover art and, you know, what was on the album and all of that stuff, and, you know, we just, I mean... The streaming services, and I'm going to just be real with you, that's where I get most of my music. I'm not sponsored. Once again, please support the show. So I'm not saying the streaming service that I use on my phone, but it's one of the more popular ones. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers is the name of the album. And yo, Kendrick, if you hear this, can I get a check, please? Because I just said the name of your album. I know that sounds... Is that, is that shallow? Or is that me wanting to get paid for the sponsorship? I mean, I'm, I'm really shouting out your joint. But that's not why I'm doing it. As part of my update, I was feeling the album. And I want to talk more about just music and hip-hop in general in just a moment. But Wordsmith. There's a reason Kendrick Lamar won a Pulitzer Prize. Now, maybe the people that determine who wins a Pulitzer Prize was like, you know what? We never gave one to hip-hop yet. Maybe we need to do that. And maybe they just picked him. Or maybe not. Maybe he was well-deserving, as I'd like to think he is. You know, words that are relative, words that are meant, I think, to make people think and to be helpful to the human race in general, particularly particularly my people, black people, African-American people, black people that live in America of African descent and that live worldwide of African descent. Because as one of the stories that I'm going to touch on today proves, it's still very hazardous to be an African-American, a black person in the world, but particularly in the United States. This album was poignant, it was it was relative, and it spoke honestly, definitely from his opinion, what he wanted to say. He had two or three years to curate this, to to create this, to say exactly what he wanted to say. And he talked he touched on some real shit. One of my favorite joints, and I hate to admit this, I hate to admit this because it 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 almost validates the fact that we as humans are drawn to the negative. And I thought to myself, why is this one of the songs, to me, the number one song on the joint in terms of 
not the lyrical content, but the beat and the way the words were riding the beat. And because when I really thought about it, it was like a play playing out. It was like a uh, um, like a show, like a musical almost playing out. You know, the visuals that came to mind while I was listening to this song. And the song is t- uh, entitled We Cry Together. And it's, it's really a male opinion versus a female opinion about their particular relationship. And they're angry at each other. And they're going at each other. And some real words is being spoken, hurtful words being spoken. And I'm not going to give up, you know, give give away the end. And I'm trying, trying to, you know, no spoiler alerts needed here. You can go listen to it for yourself. But um, shout outs and big ups to Kendrick Lamar and his whole team and them. And I said I wanted to talk more about just that music and hip hop. You know, hip hop, I still think, and I, I'm not looking at any, you know, statistics at the moment, but I still think it's the number one genre. We still ruling, and I say we because I own that, okay? I was in New York. Of course, those of you that don't know, I'm born and raised in New York City. I live in uh, in the suburb of Dallas, Texas now, and have for many years, but I rep my city. I go back as often as I can. I still got people in New York. New York will always be, you know, my heart, my home. I'm a native. I was there on the ground in the parks when hip-hop was born. I am proud and happy to own that and to say that for whatever you feel hip-hop or rap, as some people call it, is. I was there before the first record was cut, before the first contract was made. When we used to, you know, plug in or take power from the street light, you know what I'm saying? And people would just bring out two tape, turntables, microphone, and it would sound scratchy and whatever. But we would be out there in the dark, partying, smoking, drinking, vibing, vibing early. Now, primarily the Bronx and Harlem is where I grew up and I've been to many jams, what we used to call jams. Jams in the park. You know what I'm saying? I know. No, let me rephrase that. I have met many of the people that are legends and pioneers in the game. Okay. Been to a lot of the parties, been in the clubs, you know what I'm saying? The tunnel and, and, and the rooftop and places like that. So when I look at hip hop, I feel Vested, I feel some kind of ownership. And quiet is kept, just like many people in New York City, I had a Gemini mixer and two Technique turntables and a little system. And I did my own scratching. But for me, I didn't take it seriously. Like I didn't do tennis. Like I didn't do karate. Like I got into it for a minute. You know, it was all about them streets. It's about being in the streets. And I'm not going to say what I was doing in them streets, but I was in the streets. Fortunately, unlike so many other people I know, I survived without getting dead, without getting strung out on hard drugs, and without being in prison. And I pray for all of those that succumb to all the pitfalls and traps of the ghetto streets, of any metropolis streets but you know quiet is kept you know we talk about the harms 
and stuff, all the drama in the metropolitan areas and the ghettos and the cities. Yo, you could get fucked up out on a farm. Just by yourself, do some wrong shit, the tractor run over your shit and you're gone. You know what I'm saying? Life on earth can be hazardous. But there's many more opportunity. I can't tell you how many life endings, potentially life ending situations that I have been in and just escaped out of. Barely. I know I digress. You know I digress. It's Mike. It's Mike, the Mike's Opinion Podcast. I know I should rebrand this and relaunch it as I digress. Because I digress all the time. But it's all connected. It's all connected. You know what I'm saying? But we're thinking about Kendrick's album and how prominent it is and how everybody was waiting for it and how everybody's calling it a masterpiece and this, that, and the other. You know, I just think about how hip-hop is so prominent. You know, the poets of the days. Um, I think about, you know, going and watching the phenomenal I just should just say the phenomenon that is Hamilton. Shout out to Lin-Manuel Miranda. Hip-hop play, how we took that and owned it and how just moving and awesome and, and just all the adjectives. You get all the adjectives, all the accolades. It's a masterpiece. No diggity, no doubt. But music broadening the vision, the view, is... Therapy, it's medicine, it's healing, it's moving. Music calms the savage beast, or so it's said. But music, have you ever been in a situation, it could be a happy situation, it could be a traumatic situation, it could be a sad situation, it could be celebratory celebration, all of these things, there's like a soundtrack to our lives, right? Like any feelings that you feel, it can make you, music can make you feel those things even deeper. I've been through breakups where I play like the same five songs 35 million times and it makes me, I don't know why, it gets me through it. That's just what I have done. I've been, you know, like elated, a new joint come out, and I just, oh, ah, yeah, I just keep playing it like, oh, you know, if some music moves the soul, it touches a intangible part of us, the soul, something we can't touch. Yes, it affects our physical, but music is just woof. And I, I got so many episodes that I want to do that involve music. I don't know how to get around what music can be played. Like, you know, I, you know, I've said, you know, making this podcast ain't free. This is why I ask you to support the show because I'm not trying to get into ads, right? I don't want to be reading ads. I will if I have to, but ugh, that's why I ask you to support the show. But I have to pay for the music, the intro and outro music you hear. It ain't free. I pay for it. In case you didn't know. But if anybody knows how to get around that, well, I could use popular music, which I don't think there's a way around that because I would love to put together some episodes and let, you know, certain music, certain songs play. If you know a way, hit me up, DM me on any of the socials, email me directly at Mike's Opinion Show at gmail.com. Once again, you can find that um, in the show notes. And, uh, and and hit me up. Let me know. Contact me. Let me know. 
But I just wanted to start the show and this update episode with shouts out to Mr. Kendrick Lamar for doing the damn thing again and giving me something enjoyable to ingest musically. Yeah. Moving on. Ukraine is still being invaded and bombed and attacked by Russian forces. Now, I could stop there and just move on, but as I look every day about the advancements and the um, progress of the happenings in Ukraine, and in Russia for that matter, because Ukraine is not going down without a fight. I just, it saddens me every time. You know, and and I say, you know, I sing that song, I sing it, you know, jokingly a little bit, but, you know, that song by the group War, and they had a song called War. And is it War, what is it good for? And it's absolutely nothing because, who wins? Does anybody win? No. Now, the people that think they won, they might have more territory or more resources or more, I don't know, riches or um, minerals, materials, things, whatever they've captured. But nobody wins when human life is destroyed. There's, there's no winning. I'd love to see it stop and us not have another war. But I'm a dreamer. Y'all know that. Y'all that regularly listen to me. I'm a hopeful person. I'm an optimist. I'm a peaceful man. And I'd like peace to flood this planet. A nice, peaceful, joyous, happy planet where nobody's hungry. Nobody's sad. You know, utopia. That's what I would like. So when I read about this city being captured or this hospital being bombed or these children being killed in the streets of Ukraine, it saddens my heart. And I want us all to use our mass thought and send positive vibes and changes of heart to those men, those warmongers. Those feel that feel a need to set fire to parts of the land so they can benefit. Surely they would respond. It's more complex than that. There's many more factors involved that you, Mike, cannot understand. I call 100% total bullshit. Fuck you and that I won't understand shit because at the end of the day, I know mathematics and I know if you want to solve a problem, you boil shit down to the lowest common denominator. And that denominator in this instance is people are losing their lives. Property, land are being destroyed. Unnecessarily. We as humans in the year 2022 and beyond should be past this shit. 
We should be more evolved than this bullshit. Than the greed, the corruption, the war, the violence, the bullshit. For I don't have lack of a better word. I have many other words, but that's what I choose like saying. It's all bullshit. We should be past this shit as earthlings by now. Moving on. A little more lighter note. The NBA playoffs. I told you I was born and raised in New York. Spent many a day on the handball court, on the basketball court. Those are my two primary spots. Handball, I played. I like the game. The game is fun. Stings the fuck out your hand, but you get used to it. But that's where the, you know, especially up in the boogie down in the Bronx, that's where the little Latino, the Puerto Rican mommies used to be. And, oh, we, if you ain't never been in summertime in New York City. <sighs> now, y'all know, hey, I'm straight, hetero, 100%. Love the ladies, love the ladies, love the ladies, right? Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. That's all I can say is beauty was on display. And so was the booty. <laughs> and this is, you know, in my days, this is before like booty injections and you, you had to second guess. Is the booty live or is it Memorex? Is it real? Is it authentic? Was she born with that derriere? You had to think about that. And in New York, you didn't really have to think about that with titties neither. And I don't mean to be crude or crass, but that's just the way it is. Breasts were breasts and they were natural. And if you saw a young lady with good form, it's because of genetics and what she was eating and what she was exercising. It was natural and yum, yum, yummy, yum. Yes. But that's why I play handball um, a lot of the times. And, you know, I used to go ball in the, at the Rucker in Harlem and many parks. Me and a couple of my mans, we would just go invade anybody's territory. Sometimes that shit was not well received. I'm just going to keep it 100. But, yo, we got next. We got next. You know, in ball now, we wasn't really in the balling for money. We did a couple times, but we was balling for the sport. Talk smack. You know what I'm saying? And um, that was that. Was that. But watching these... These playoffs. Now, like I said, I live in Dallas, suburb of Dallas, Texas, have for many years. For me, Papa was a rolling stone. Wherever he laid his hat was his home. So needless to say, even though I'm going to say it anyway, I catch hell from all of my people from New York that I'm still in touch with. and. Because I ain't repping New York teams. Now, just to be keeping 100, I'm glad that I've been like this organically and naturally. It's not like I flipped all of a sudden. Nah, when I left New York, I, wherever I was at, that was my team. Because that's where I'm at. Rakim, shout out to Eric B and Rakim. Rakim in one insult said, ain't where you from, it's where you at. And that's what I've always subscribed to. Speaking of subscribe, please subscribe to, you know, subscribe, like, follow, share, comment, sports show. Um, but yeah, that's the way I've always been. It's not a new development for me. So the fact that the New York Knicks have sucked 
for decades now. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, Starks and Ewing and them boys, they was what they was, right? But I'm in Dallas. And the Dallas Mavericks is the NBA team here. And they balling. One dude in particular, Luka Doncic. Balling. Balling. And where we at right now as of this recording, right? They get ready to face Golden State. And just like when they faced the Phoenix Suns, everybody thought Dallas was going to get stomped. That CP3 and the rest of them was going to run over Dallas. Well, guess what? Dallas forced the game seven and game seven. Yo. It was. Blowout is not even the word. Like they got stomped. The Phoenix Suns got stomped in their house. It was a clinic. And I think they're going to be real contenders against Golden State. It's anybody's game, right? You never know who's going to show up, who's going to be motivated. Da, 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 da. A lot of people talking mad shit about Luka. I saw um, Lil Wayne tweet, Luka was a hell. And then, you know, Cuban came back and da, 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 da. But then they show, you know, Lil Wayne with a pitcher kicking it with um, dirt and the whiskey, you know. Now, I'm just keeping on it. It seems to me. Now, I'm in the South. It's just the way it seems. Like they always looking for the white leader on these teams. Particularly Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Mavericks. Especially the Mavericks. Like they don't want a brother star there. It's worked well. They got a championship with Dirk. They may possibly get one with Luca. Can I be mad at that? Not really. It's business, right? We live in a capitalistic society. All anybody gives a fuck about is money. I wish it didn't exist. Money, that is. I digress. <laughs> That's another episode that I will get to at a later date. But right now is down to Dallas. In the conference finals is Dallas against Golden State and Boston against Miami. And spoiler alert, I'm about to tell you who won the first game against Boston Miami. If you don't want to hear it, go ahead and fast forward 30 seconds. The Heat won. And if you don't know Jimmy but what Butler, ooh-wee. <laughs> you know? And of course, my you know, you got Jason Tatum. Hey, I don't know. Just like, you know, the Mavericks and Golden State series, everybody thinks Steph is lights out. Right? I don't know. In football, they say on any given Sunday, even though they play on Thursday, Sunday, sometimes Saturday, Monday. So, they're like really four days a week, a lot. So, for the NBA, you could just say any given day. Because sometimes they play any day of damn week sometimes, right? Might be some hoop on. So, who you got? Chime in. Hit me up on any of the socials. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Email me. Who you got? Who you calling? There's only four teams left. Okay? You got Golden State or Dallas? Or you got Boston and Miami. 
Hmm? And then in the finals, who you got? Let me know. I'm in Dallas. I'm going with Dallas. I think this is their year. There's a lot of parallels. So I think it was 2011 when they won their championship with Dirk. A lot of parallels, a lot of commonalities. A lot of the same shit that happened then is happening now. I think them boys is balling. Yeah. That's what I think. All right, moving on. Switching gears. Switching gears. And I'm not going to even stay on this very long because I just feel like I need to because I just want to say something about it. Primary elections going on across the country. Former President Donald Trump's picks, the people that he supports, are winning. There's this momentum coming. And when I was doing, you know, I always do research for these episodes. One whole lot, lot to do that I just didn't already know. I'm looking just period at the Republican Party. And we already knew it was there from the January 6th insurrection and the shit that used to fly out of Trump's mouth. But now it's like who can out Trump Trump in terms of the shit that flies out of their mouth? Whether they believe this shit sincerely or not, I don't know. But it's outlandish, offensive, hatred-filled, crazy shit. It's crazy talk coming out these people's mouths. I, I, I just, there's no other way around saying that shit. Democrats don't seem to be as bold. They're still trying to be so decent. And I can't tell you if I'm on one side or the other because I'm not. I agree with, believe it or not, I agree with some of the shit the conservatives say. I can believe some of the shit, or I agree with some of the shit that the, that the liberals say. I agree with some of the shit the independents say. Even some of the shit, some of the so-called fringe, fringe, um, parties, if you will, say. That's because I'm a free thinker. Okay. I'm not a, a loyalist to any of these parties. And I am a black man. In America. If I had the means. And I'm going to talk about a story that has. Real money associated with it. But if I had the means. I don't know if I would live in the United States. That being said. And having have traveled outside of the country. On more than one occasion. America is what it is. And. I. A black man in America saying America is a great place to live. I feel some kind of way saying that shit. You know? But it has a lot of opportunity here. Even though they hate my black ass. Generally speaking. Even though they've enslaved, murdered, raped, and killed my ancestors. Now, there's many places I haven't gone on this planet. Maybe there are many places that I'd love to live. Now, because I have been accustomed to Western society, American society, I'm certain it would probably take an adjustment. But I would not mind. I don't think I would. Living peacefully on an island with no electricity. And I'm just going to stop there. 
I'm just going to stop there with what my ideal living conditions would be because yeah. Anyway, um, I, you know, would like to say these political leanings, these political antics, these politicians doing what politicians do is shocking and new. But the fact of the matter is it ain't. Huh? It's been politics like that all along. If you look historically since the the forming of this country, politicians, people in politics, people in government, they have always said dumb shit, crazy shit. So it's not new. What's new is how instantly we can communicate it, how instantly this information is available in audio and video. So be not amused. Cut through the fodder. And cast your vote for what I truly believe is the lesser of two evils. Because the two dominant parties still are just that. Dominant. Yeah. Moving on, but still on a semi-governmental note. You can now order eight more COVID home tests for free. Should you be so inclined? I never ordered the first round. Not ordering these. Want to know why? I'll tell you. Because me, myself, and I have a relatively healthy distrust. Of the government. Yep, I said it. I said it. It's a fact. Hmm? Looking back at governmental history. With black people, and you might understand some of the reasons why. Do your research. However, when I see these free kits, I can't help but wonder. I wonder if they slipped COVID in there or some other thing. Huh? I know that's like some real friends conspiracy shit, right? I don't know. I don't put anything past these people. So I will not be ordering those, but as a semi PSA public service announcement, I thought I would just tell you in case you were interested, you can get eight free joints sent to your crib. COVID tests. Free of charge. Whoopee. Yeah. Switching gears and moving on. However, still on the same governmental tone. Yesterday. Big government hoopla. First public addressing of this subject in 50 years or so by the United States government about UFOs. The latest terminology, they're not called UFOs anymore, they're called UAPs. Instead of unidentified flying objects, they're unknown aerial phenomenon. Why we had a need to change some shit that was already working, I still say UFOs. Okay? It's an unidentified flying object. Is it not? Has the shit changed? 
Now it's an unknown aerial phenomenon. Whatever. United States came out today, upper level, strong, nationally televised, governmental entities. We don't know what that shit is flying in the sky. Now they want to acknowledge this officially and publicly because we know, we know they ain't never stopped being interested. How could you not be interested? So the bullshit that was feeding our gullible, naive ass, and I say some of us are not. Some of us, the blinders are off. The rose-colored glasses have been pulled off our faces long ago. We think for ourselves and we are not afraid to question everything. If needed. But. The government is now like, yeah, we don't know what that is. We're opening up departments and investigations. We're encouraging pilots to, to come forward with shit. Now there are those like. Dr. Stephen Greer and, and many others, many others that are in the UFO community that say, that speculate, this is all part of a plan that the government has to fake an alien invasion so that they can pass more stringent laws or have some they have some motive to do this. Just like some speculate, and I'm not going there on my personal opinion about it, but some people speculate that the tragedy of 9-11-2001 was so the Patriot Act could be introduced and everybody would rally behind it. So our privacy could be invaded and that invasion be condoned that they're listening to everything. They're watching every communication. They've got AI and algorithms and technology that can literally listen to every conversation. And if you say certain words, they are flagged. And you can be AI investigated. And if that AI flags you, then you will get human investigated. And it goes deeper and deeper and deeper. And maybe they are even cataloging. And it made it very easy for us to catalog ourselves. Because think about your personal profile on any of the socials. Huh? In any app. On any website. You put your photo. Your name, your location, your education, and a myriad of other personally identifiable information. So, we volunteered that, haven't we? So, if you get on what some of my friends call the Alphabet Boys Radar, the Alphabet Boys Radar, and if you don't know what that means, it means FBI, CIA, DEA, you know, any of these people, they're all 
identified by their abbreviation. And they're commonly known. There's many movies and shows about them. CSI and all of these other ones, right? So, now, when we look at what could be happening, when we look at these things the government is doing, would it be so far-fetched to think that they would fake an alien invasion? Because it said, it said, Roswell was one of the first where we acquired alien technology and has since been back engineered. I remember a huge... um Aviation technology company, I don't know if it was Northrop Grumman or, or who it was, but one of the heads says, we now have the technology to take ET home. And I, I, you know, I need to find out exactly who said that quote, when and where. But I believe that is a fact. We now have the technology to take ET home. Think about this for a second. Just think about this. If you've ever played with a set of magnets, hmm? You ever play with two separate magnets and when the right sides are facing each other, they attract. Boom. They snap together, right? They attract to each other. But when you flip one side over, the other one repels. Do you have you ever felt that force? When you try to put the opposite sides together? That magnetism force is partially responsible for how these UFOs hover in our sky with no propulsion. Then you add the actual propulsion systems that allow them to either open up dimensions by utilizing the speed of going faster than light, otherwise known in Star Trek speak as warp speed, warp speed, Scotty. I need it now. That was my best Captain Kirk impression. There are physics. There are technologies. There are advancements that we have yet to master publicly. I believe that there are those that have mastered those privately and those people, we pay their salaries with our tax dollars. We've paid for that technology, but we can't see it. We can't know it exists. We can't touch it, can't watch it, can't ride on it. Wouldn't you be surprised to find out that people may be living on other planets already? People. Human beings from Earth, our Earth, this Earth, may be living on other planets, may be leaving the planet regularly. Hmm? Imagine if you found out that this technology existed that would allow you to get from New York to L.A. in 16 seconds. Hmm? And we've mastered a way 
to stop the velocity, the G-forces from affecting us, but could travel that many miles in a virtual instant like that at the snap of a finger. What would that change? Hmm? Just like I saw a recent story of something that I've often wanted. And once again, yes, digressing wildly. I know that from this UFO story about the government. But once again, it is all connected. I assure you, it is all connected. But um, shout out to John Oliver, Oliver and uh, the Last Week Tonight show. He be repping black people. Yo, John, I don't know who on your staff motivates you. I don't know why a little guy like you from Britain, UK, uh, you know, is like repping black people and injustices of America. But I do, I love you for it. I, I really do. And I appreciate you. Shout out to John Oliver. Uh, one of his last episodes, his most recent one, I believe, he talks about um, utility companies. Talks about PG&E and, and several others and how they really are stifling the transition to renewable power, like solar power. So I've thought about this for many years. Once again, I should do a whole show on this and many of the other subjects as well. Now, just follow me for a second. And once again, I know this has nothing to do with UFOs and the government's acknowledgement of UFOs. Once again, it's all connected. But we have found a way, we being human beings, to harness the power of the sun, convert it to usable electricity. Not only utilize it, but store that sun power. Why? On earth, isn't that being utilized on every dwelling, every building, every street light and anything else that could harness this power because forgive me if I'm wrong, pardon me, but the sun is everlasting and abundantly has been shining down on this planet for a long time. And to my knowledge, we've got many solar observatories these days. To my knowledge, the shit ain't burning out no time soon. So we have an endless supply of this power for free. Why aren't we using it? Hmm? What would happen if nobody no longer had an electricity bill? Hmm? What if we had no longer a need for gasoline? Huh? Who wouldn't get paid? Who we're being enriched. If I come up missing a dead, y'all know, check, look, avenge me, avengers. I implore all of you to be my avengers. Go get them motherfuckers because it's them that kill me. Okay? I'm not trying to get killed. I'm just telling you Mike's opinion. This is the Mike's opinion podcast. This is how I see it. But I don't understand. I don't understand how. This is not sweeping the nation or the planet. Why aren't solar all roofs, roofs, roofs? Is that the plural of roofs? Roofs. 
all roofs covered in solar panels or made out of solar panels? Why aren't our cars solar powered? Huh? Can't we just stick some solar joints and just, just for the washing machines and refrigerators? Huh? The biggest major power consumers in your house. Your refrigerator, your heating and air, um, uh, conditioner and, uh, your heating and air unit and your, your, uh, wash and dryer. They talk about the energy consumption that crypto takes and crypto has been going through some shit. That's not even on my list to speak about today, but, um, but why can't all crypto be solar powered? The sun doesn't shine every day. I get it. I get it. And depending on the time of year, maybe closer or farther away from the planet, but we could work it out. We can work it out. Yes. Now, what does that have to do with UFOs? How I got there, you know, I was talking about propulsion systems, and energy systems, and magnetic levitation, and all of these things. But is the government about to fake some shit? Hmm? Who knows? Some people say they do know. Some people knew 9-11 was coming. There are several movies out there, but one thing in particular, put options. Look at put options. The days before 9-11-2001 happened, check out put options. Do your research. It is evident. Clearly. Someone knew 9-11 was going to happen. Call me what you want. Say, yo, Mike's a nut. He's a conspiracy theorist. No, 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 no. No, 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 When I'm not, I'm not a mainstreamer. I'm not what I call a herder. The herd. I left the herd a long time ago. I left corporate America a long time ago. Decades and decades ago. Couldn't do it. Beautiful young ladies had a song and it started with these words. Free your mind and the rest will follow. Shout out if you know me that song. Yo, yo, if you know that song, you know who I'm talking about. Huh? You know what I'm talking about? In Vogue. That's right. <laughs> Beautiful young ladies. Wonder where they at now. I'm going to have to look that up. But moving on. Moving on. I usually try to keep my uh, my shows to about an hour, and I'm almost right about there. I'm glad I just checked what time it was, because I know I got a lot to say. I got a lot to say about stuff. Now, this last story, this last thing that caught my eye has to do with money. And for those of you who don't know, and I think I've already mentioned it in this episode, I'm not fond of it. Yes, it's necessary. Would I like to have an abundance of it? Absolutely. If you can help me with that, not trying to ask you to support the show so I can get a new pair of Jordans. I really don't even you know, rock like that. But this show is not free to make. It's not. It's free for you to listen to, but it's not free to make. So if you got a dollar, five dollars, like buying a coffee or a pack of gum or whatever, look, I'd appreciate your support. Do it right now. Huh? There's a GoFundMe link out there. It really ain't popping. Make it pop. Please. 
My computer is crying when y'all don't even understand the editing that I have to do just to get the background noise from my computer because it's crying. It's like, y'all don't hear that because I edited it out. <laughs> but I'm trying to tell you, ooh, microphones, cords, cords. You wouldn't believe cords. I need a mixer. I need all kinds of stuff to produce this show better. I'd like to hire some people to really make this show better. Huh? Get some guests to help entertain you more and inform you more. Edutainment is what I strive for. Education and edutainment. Excuse me. Education and entertainment. Edutainment. Education and entertainment. First time I heard that was from KRS-One from BDP. Always give him his props. Shout out to BDP. KRS-One. Yes. Hip-hop. Talked about it briefly earlier. Support the show, please. But like I said, this last story is about money. When I read things like this following story I'm about to mention, it's grotesque. And I think to myself, if I acquire hundreds of millions and billions of dollars, Are these the types of things I would spend my money on? These seemingly worthwhile, invaluable, high-dollar, tangible items. And you say, yo, Mike, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, I am talking about... A recent high-profile divorce proceeding of New York real estate developer Harry McLeod and his wife Linda. Ever heard of them? I'll move in those circles, and I read the news and absorb the news pretty regularly. I've, I, I'm not embarrassed, but I, I'm not ashamed, but I did not know who this person was. Real estate developer. Their art collection has become the most expensive to ever sell at auction. And you say, well, it must have been one hell of an art collection. Absolutely. Now, keep in mind, before I tell you the exact number, if you're not up on this story, if you don't know already, This isn't real estate holdings. This isn't their vehicles or their jewelry or any land or airplanes or yachts. Nope. This is just their art collection. Because they're getting divorced. And if you see them, they're so old and I'm not. Listen, I'm getting old. Like I said, I got a birthday coming up. I am in my mid-50s. Firmly. And I'm like the late fifties is like right like they they like tapping me on my shoulder. Hello, hello, we're here, we're almost there. But these people are crazy old, and I'm thinking to myself, y'all couldn't work it out. Like these super rich people, like Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates. You can't work it out. Okay, we're just gonna stay together. You got eight houses. You gotta really make it an effort to get divorced? For what? 
What's the point? You're 90. Why? They look 90. I don't know how old Harry and Linda McLeod actually are. And I know you got that money. You put out a hit easy on me because I'm talking about you. I'm really not talking about you badly. But you it's just a fact. You are elderly. So why are you getting divorced? Save it. Reconcile. Watch this movie called War of the Roses with Danny DeVito, Kathleen Turner, and Michael Douglas. It'll teach you some things that maybe you'll find out you might be, you don't want to end up dead in the middle of a floor with a crashed chandelier glass fucking you up. Their art collection sold at auction collectively. All of their art pieces they chose to auction. And certainly, I'm sure it was not their complete collection. They had some that had sentimental value that they, that they liked, that they refused to part with. Nine hundred and twenty two million dollars. Let me repeat that. Soon to be former husband and wife, Harry and Linda McLow, during their divorce proceedings, decided to auction their art collection. It's what was called a white glove auction, which means everything sold. There was nothing left over. There was nothing no one wasn't interested in. Nine hundred and twenty-two million dollars. Now, that's about seventy-eight million shy of a billion dollars of art. Like I said, this ain't none of the other shit. Okay? Should the other shit even matter? Like, look, dear, you have the proceeds of the art collection. That should hold you for the rest of the years you may have left because you look like you got days. Um, You know what? I'm sorry. I don't mean to say that about Linda. She's elderly. She may be in the best shape. She may she may live to 150. And with the technology, medical technology especially, she may be able to have a brain transplant. Who knows? She may live to be a thousand. She may be able to get a shiny new 20-year-old body. They may be able to transplant her consciousness. I don't know. But shouldn't that be enough to sustain you for a minute? If you live in lavish like that, though, who knows? The electricity, bill, the electricity bill alone on their multiple residences, I'm pretty sure, is more than many Americans' salary annually. Huh. In fact, it was over $922 million. There was an extra 200000 just a scant couple hundred grand. million was paid at auction. Now, there were Picassos and Warhols and Coonings and 
all kinds of well-known and probably not known to the commoners like you and I, names that would go, what? For instance, is an abstract Mark Rothko, a painting by an abstract painter, Mark Rothko. Somebody bid 82 and a half million dollars for this painting. Look up that painting. You can just put it in the popular search engine. I refuse to say their name because I'm not sponsored. Support show, please. Mark Rothko painting sells for 82.5. And you'll see the painting. And you may do what I did. And I mean no disrespect to anyone's art or anyone's interpretation of said art. Because it's some for some, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if this is the case for Mr. and Mrs. Macklew, it's just the investment of value. It's just an, uh, an asset that will mature and gain value. It's just an investment, perhaps. Or if they truly love this painting. But when you see it, you'll go, what? What? Somebody pay $82.5 million for that? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Why am I whispering? I don't know, because it's no secret. This shit is public information. But don't you whisper when some shit just don't feel right. It just don't feel right. $82.5 million for that one painting. Out of the $922.2 million that was raised. Hmm? Jackson Pollock, his art piece, number 17, 1951, sold for over $61,000,000, which set a new record, which to me, for me, begs the question, who the fuck is paying for this? Who got 60? Yo, I'm going to take, like, it was at 50. Somebody put their hand up. Yep, right here. 54, right here. 55 million, right here, I take it. And somebody, the bidders, it got to 60, 60. And somebody says 61. And somebody said, no, nah, I'm not going big. 60 million was my limit. I'm not bid more than 60. You can have it. 61 million dollars. Now, for those of you that don't know, like I said, I mentioned I'm from, from New York. I'm from the hood in New York. I'm from the projects in New York City. I'm a long way from there. I am not rich. Like that point too? Oh, would be fantastic. It would change my life. Like the 90, 922 0.2 million, the 0.2 million would change my life. $200,000 would change my life. And I'm not going to the details why, but I am no, I'm not close to being well to do. But the price people bid for this art. 
For instance, the Marth Rothko that I mentioned earlier, $82.5 million. My projects in Harlem that I grew up with, or that I grew up in, rather, let's just say somebody dumped that and it was equally divided amongst, I don't know, I'd have to count, but I'm guessing hundreds, maybe a few thousand apartments. It could change everyone's life. Everyone. Now, there are some, I'm not, I'm a realist, right, that are addicts or alcoholics or just bad with money that's going to fuck up that money. But there are many that that would change their life for the better. If you don't know what it's like to worry every second of the day about a bill getting paid, about where your next meal's coming from, about how you're going to get from point A to point B, how to put cardboard in your kid's shoes because you can't afford anymore to cover that hole that's in them. And I'm going to stop there. I'm not going to go into the daily fuck upness of poverty. But I mentioned this story, I wanted to save it for last because when I see grotesque amounts of money being flaunted and perversely spent, I think to myself how far we have to go as humans and what we value still. More importantly, what we don't. We don't value each other. Some see themselves as superior, though they bleed red just like the rest of us. There are enough resources on this planet Earth right now, right here today to comfortably and easily house, feed, and provide medical basics for everyone on this planet. All eight plus billion of us. Would it be nice if there were less of us? Yes. There's some overcrowded in some areas of the world. But if everything was divvied up equally, if the technology that exists to provide us free energy and clean water were fully implemented worldwide. If we decided to live for each other instead of for ourselves,
It'd be a much better planet in my opinion. People spending a billion dollars on art. And this is just one couple. They are clearly the 1% or the 10% of the 1%. Am I hating? Absolutely not. If a listener anonymously or publicly decided to support the show and said, you know what? I've checked out your hundred plus episodes. I know your overall vibe. You trying to contribute positively to the planet. You're a compassionate, empathetic man, Mike, and I support you. Here's $1 billion. I'd say thank you. And absolutely. Would I accept it? Yes. Would I ball out for a minute? Nah. Would I buy a newer, more reliable vehicle or two? Yes. Hmm? Would I pay off my bills? Yes. Would I do so for my entire camp and family? Yes. Absolutely. Would I secure a single residence with land where I can farm and build on? Yes. Yes, I would. I'd have a lot left over. And there were two things I would do with it. How can I reasonably and fairly grow the money so it could be a plant that bears fruit to give to people that need? That's what I would do. That would be my primary purpose in life. How many people can I help? Would some people take advantage of me? Absolutely. And get away with it. It'd be unbeknownst to me. But I think the vast majority would be thankful. That's what I would want to do. What I would not do is go to an auction and spend tens of million dollars on something that hangs on my wall. I would not spend tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars on a sculpture that sits in the corner and gathers dust to say, ooh, look what I have. I know that sounds judgmental. And maybe it is. Some people will say, this guy was a real estate developer. He earned that money. He's entitled to keep his money and do whatever the fuck he wants to do with his money. Perhaps. Perhaps. But that's if you think a certain way. But I ask those people that do think that way, ask yourself this question. Would this be a better world? Everyone was safe. If everyone was fed, if everyone 
was respected and valued. Would it? What do you think? What do you think? I'm Mike, and this is the Mike's Opinion Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to Mike's Opinion. Logic Unleashed. Unleashed.